Hey, what's up, everybody? In part one of the last two episodes of 2019, I just wanted to say that this was really incredible and amazing for Scott and I to be interviewed by Nicole. If you've seen our documentary on us uh, having children and, and the struggle it was to actually make it happen in the five-year struggle, you are about to hear us be interviewed by a woman who tried for two years. She, uh, we still call her uh, our sister. However, her and my brother are no longer together. So that part is sad in a way, but we have stayed uh, ultra close to her and she came to visit us for Christmas. She was actually Scott's uh, Christmas, surprise Christmas gift. And um, it's just really cool. So these next two episodes are guided by her, essentially. And so the first episode is just questions she had about us becoming parents. And then in the second episode, you're going to hear um, a little more insight of um, her being our surrogate and the kind of the really painful toll it took for her not being able to deliver our children and, and how it affected our relationship. So it's so interesting. And I hope you guys can sit back, relax and enjoy the vulnerability. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, guys, so now that the boys are here. For a long time. Yeah, for <laughs> two, two years. years. <laughs> um, do you feel like the love you have for them is what you expected, or is it different or more, or just, you know, is it less? Um, I was, Sean and I looked at each other. He's eating his baked pears from Christmas last so night, good. and they're steaming hot. And, and I love he's it in heaven. <laughs> uh, and he has a mouthful. Um, I can say that I didn't know what I was going to feel. I didn't know what the level of love would be. Uh, you hear people talking about it, but talking about it and hearing about it is one thing. Experiencing it is something else. So I had zero expectation going in. And uh, now that I'm in it, I think oddly that I have more love than I thought I would have even though I didn't have expectations for it so it may sound silly but uh, 
there are moments, <laughs> like I say to Sean, when we go in and check on the boys before or when they're sleeping and we go to lock their door, I, I look at them and I think, oh my God, I just want to cuddle with them. I want to hug them and squeeze them and just give them kisses and uh, hop into bed with them because I just love them so much. And then you get into bed with them, not to say that we've ever done that, but we did it two nights ago what? because Sander was sick and it was the worst night of sleep we've ever had. <laughs> so note to self, we're not doing that again. It was worse than when they were infants. Infants. Um, my level of love... <laughs> my level of love, it's just different. Like everyone, I hear people say... You know, I love my kids more than more than anything, and like, my kids come before my husband or whatever. And I find that to be really—I don't know if it's because I'm—I didn't birth them. I don't know why, but I find that to be a little odd because I think it's a different kind of love than I would have for Scott. It's so completely different, and I also maybe because of our journey to have kids you know we went through this so we went through this like very tough time that I feel like the love that we have for each other enhances the love for the kid you know what I'm saying so for me it's just it's completely different and hard to explain picture it we're in the kitchen (laughs) the boys are running running around we're enjoying the post holiday food and I was interrupted by an iPad. And our sitter is helping watch the kids, and she's amazing, and she's sweeping, and <laughs> we're chatting, and we're and we're chatting around the kitchen table. But I did want to say, like, there's so many different types of love. There's like the love you have for your spouse, or like some your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And then there's a love for a kid that just doesn't compare to anything in the world because it's your. I don't even want to say it's your responsibility. It's just like your... I, I find it really tough to explain. What would, how would you answer that question? I don't know. Do I feel... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's different than I had for my spouse. But... It's kind of like that protective love. Like... You, it's different. It's like it's nothing like you've ever felt before, no matter what situation you're in. Mm-mm. Yeah, right. like spouse or not, uh, kids are different. It's just you die for them. You would do anything for them. Like you come near my kid and it's a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, it's. She says with a Puerto it's Rican a head tilt. <laughs> but yeah, it's a different love. It's nothing like I've ever felt before, and it's more than I could have ever imagined. And why did you ask the question? Because I was just watching you guys with the kids and uh-huh. wanted to see how you felt. Because, you know, I've been on this journey with you guys for a yes. long time. Well, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have been a mom for nine years. And I think a lot of people hate when other parents tell them how they parent or they judge their parenting. But I would love from you just seeing us social media being here like what is your idea of how we parent <laughs> no that was gonna be my next question like you guys are very calm I freak out over everything I, I'm like a female and like I just like if they hit themselves I'm like freaking out don't know what to do and I like react differently so yesterday Sander I think was it Sander or Silas hit himself Silas. on the head yeah. like on the counter and you guys were just like oh hey buddy you okay 
Meanwhile, I would have been screaming. Yeah. So it's interesting to see you guys because I, I mean, I don't know what I expected out of you guys, but you guys are very, very calm and patient, I would say. So what makes you guys like that? Is it just... Hmm. I think it's the only reason why I potentially may is I think I have a... My patience is long, but with kids, I think... Uh, Unless I see a bone sticking out or like gushing blood, it's uh, I'm like it'll be okay. Like we'll figure it out. And I've seen him hit his head there before. Okay. And uh, also, I've seen Sander fall off the stairs and scrape his head. You know. So I guess it all depends on what it is. Uh, but why am I so calm? Or I know we. I don't know. I'm just kind of... I, I really chalk it up to, like, the fact that I had an older brother. Mm-hmm. So I was always getting beat up. I was always getting, like... <laughs> I was always getting, like... You know... <clears throat> I was the last one <clears throat> to walk into a room. I was... You know, I don't know. I was always, like, second. I was always smaller. So I'm like, okay, you bumped your head. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, I'll go over to you and... I mean, we always pick them up if they cry. But before I pick them up, if it's a ba- if it's something bad, I right. run over like I'm in it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like they trip and they fall or whatever, I'm just kind of like, you okay? Like it's fine. Like you know what I mean? I be like, you gonna experience worse things than that in life. Yeah. And I, but I still hug them. I hold their hands. But also, I just believe that the more like you react in a crazy way the worse they will be when it comes to them hitting their head again. If you saw them hit the head the first time, they were, like, screaming. Now they hit the head, and they're like, bump my head. Did anyone see that? Can I get a yeah, like, bump my head. Yeah. And then, you know, we used to sing five little monkeys jumping on the head. One fell off and bumped his head. You know, we do things. So, I don't know. They're, when they get sick, I think that's, like, the most stressful when it's something that we haven't experienced anymore. But um, it gets to the point where now Sander, when he falls over or hits his head, he's like, "I'm okay." He says, "I'm yeah, okay." Yeah, he says, "I'm okay." I'm okay. And we're like, "Okay, cool." Because <laughs> we like us, his babysitters, they're like, "You're okay." It was very much like, "You're okay." Like if you didn't, if you're not bleeding, you're fine. But what I, I would agree with you when it comes to when if they're sick, like Sander oh, has hives, uh, or you know Sander has a temperature, or Silas has a temperature, and it's 102, and it's like why? Well, we that's when we start. I stress over symptoms that I don't know. Do you Google them? Not for the kids. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That is fascinating <laughs> that you don't Google for the kids, but you well you have a degree, a doctorate in Google. Well, because don't. Because um, Hashtag true story Well because For me When it's my own And I don't Google anymore I think I Google 5% of the time Than what I used to When I used to stress myself out But You look at yourself in the mirror With Nicole I know (laughs) For those of you out there Who Google When you have a symptom Don't do it You're dying in like 23 hours (laughs) Every time with Google But I think that With their Symptoms. I don't want to put that stress on them the same way as when they bump themselves. Like I don't want to put that stress on them, so I'm like, huh. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna see, and I'm gonna let the doctor handle it. Like we went to the doctor the other day, and he told us exactly what to do. And I'm like, cool. Huh. 
So what's been the hardest part of being a dad? Not just a dad, but a dad to twins. For me, mm-hmm. I'll start because you look like you're thinking. <laughs> For me, it's having to work. Because uh, I work and I travel when I work. Um, and I just feel like, I don't feel like I miss out on anything because Sky's really amazing, but FaceTime and the babysitters are amazing with everything. But it's just that, you know, I didn't have a father and I never want, you know, and, and full disclosure, and I'm going to say this, I remember Scott saying that his dad used to travel all the time and he felt like his dad was never home. And so, you know, I had that stress of like the fact that my I didn't know my father and then he felt because his dad kind of travels like I do that his dad was never home. And so I had that like stress of when I have to leave or whatever. But um, I don't know. But the thing that like helps it out, that's the toughest. It's so hard. Like I'm I'm upset every time. Like I just get so upset. I have anxiety. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, that's Silas. He's always talking. Uh but I think what makes it better is that I know that when I'm home, I'm very present. You know, I'm very in it. Like they, I, you know, I know what they, what I teach them, they retain. So it helps. But traveling is really hard. But other than that, I'm like, what do you want me to do? I don't think it's hard being a parent. I don't. So far, in the last few years, I don't think it's hard. You know, I think it's challenging, but I don't think it's hard. So, what would your advice be to like? Well, I want to let, let him answer, well, yeah. but oh. save that question now. Uh, initially, when they were first born to like the first four months, it was sleep. That was mm-hmm. the hardest thing. And then because of lack of sleep, it really affected our mental states. So it then challenged our relationship. Uh, and, and I think for me, because I'm so focused on the task and the goal and whatever the problem is to solve it, that... Uh, I think of things to do in my brain and then because I act on them sometimes and Sean's looking at me like why didn't you talk to me about it and I'm like (gasps) like so it's um, it is um, wanting to make sure that I include my spouse in the things that we do as parents Um, and then also realizing that my way may not be the best way or that there's another great way that he has thought of and that it's okay to do that. So it's like, I think it's part of being in a relationship and then, I always use this example and I've used it a couple times when we've been in a fight. In New York City, if you've been in New York City, you can take the subway anywhere, right? You can take the blue line and the red line and get the exact same place at the, at, you know, whatever. It's just it's one time I choose the blue line and one time Sean chooses the red line. So it's like we're going the same way. It's just a different path. Right. And so it's about figuring out and it's about understanding that my way isn't always the best way. And his way is, uh, could be, you know, his suggestions could be just as amazing as what I had thought. I just didn't think about them. So it's about understanding that, uh, your spouse is wanting the same thing as to solve the problem and figuring it out and meshing the two, if that makes sense. I think you're entering this new space with whether you have one kid or five, you're entering this new space with a new person. And so yeah. you're ha- you have this experience and then you have to process it. 
and then the, your spouse has this experience and they have to process it and then yeah. if someone doesn't make their feelings or thoughts known when it pertains to having to fix a problem of the kid yeah. then it just becomes horrible because yeah. and, I, and I you know I think that you should be allowed to use your, utilize your spouse for help and be able to share your emotions and I think what happens is like what happens in a lot of families in general not even about kids like people just don't talk because they don't want confrontation they don't want to bring up issues because it's easier to bury them down and I think when you have kids you have to find a way to stop looking down at the kid and look up to your spouse and be like yo we need to like what like how are you feeling about this and and I think a lot of times what helps in the situation that he's talking about because the first four months were rough if you go into a conversation with your spouse this is about kids and anything these are my vulnerabilities this is what I'm afraid of this is why I'm afraid to talk to you about this. Um, soft on a person, harder the problem, which we talk about. I think it just would get better. But if you don't do that because you're sleep deprived or it's new and you don't know how to act. <laughs> From Jersey, you say you don't know how to act. Then it just becomes a horrible thing. I but. think the, the preface of I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm feeling vulnerable really helps begin the conversation. Because it allows the... It allows, oh my goodness, oh. it allows the spouse to help rather than react. Yeah. You know, a lot of times if the kid is crying, it's like, well, you should have fed him. Right. Like, why were you late? You're like, oh my God, I'm so stressed because I forgot to feed him. Like, I'm so tired. The response is probably going to be, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we, like, it's okay. Instead of like... You know, just like you have to be able to be able to express yourself so that it becomes more of a conversation than a, an argument. And and sorry, just one more thing. One of the most life changing things that happened uh, since we had kids was four months in when Sean looked at me and said, "We're having a date night." And I, because I was so focused on the job and the task at hand and us not getting any sleep, whatever, he had the the wherewithal, the awareness to be like, we need to, as he says, stop looking down at the kids and look at each other and spend some time and get away from them. Mm -hmm. And it was life-changing to be able to have a moment. And that's why I know now it's like, okay, we need to... We need to go have a, a date day or a, a night or call in a babysitter or do something because uh, it is essential to get your wits about you again. How often do you think you guys should have or how do you know you need date night? Like so you don't realize that you need a date. The, the, the day that you don't think you need one is the day that you need one. I think, I think it's too late. Yeah. I think that's too late. I agree. That's too late. I think that... You know, there's responsibility and there's possibility, right? There's responsibility of your kids. These are our responsibilities. We, we have to do this. And then there's the possibility. Like, is it possible for us to connect? And if it's possible, you take advantage of that opportunity. I don't think it's once a week. I think one week, if you have family visiting, you're like, look, bitch. Every <laughs> That's to men and women. <laughs> I'm like, listen. <coughs> If, like, if, if we didn't have a lot of date nights, which we do, if you came and mom and dad were here and Mackenzie's here, I'd be like, listen, 
like I think like four days in a row is completely fine because what if you're not gonna have it for the rest of the month? So right. I don't know if it's necessary. I think it's when I think it's about the. Is it possible? If it's possible, you take advantage of the possibility. Um, as long as it's not getting in the way of of you being a parent, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but I think that I think it's more than date night because it's so easy to be like, let's have a date night. So the reason that the reason I realized that. We needed a date night because I was traveling, coming home, traveling, coming home, traveling because I was on tour. And Scott just looked skinny and white <laughs> and pale. <laughs> and so it's true. I had gotten the flu in the first couple of few months and stuff. So when I was like better and I came out of this tour space, you know, I said, we need to go out like you haven't been out, whatever. But so the, the flip side of that is I realized that. While I may have been on the road, like I was still working hard too. And I didn't feel like anybody noticed that I was working hard. So I was just like, if I know I'm stressed and no one's realizing it, he's got to be stressed because he's home in the thick of it. So then we went out on our first date night. And um, so I think what I'm saying is like, once you recognize it, it's probably too late. Yeah. And so I think it just needs to be a part of the daily conversation. Like, is it possible for us to do this? If the kids don't have football and baseball, you know, cool. Like, you know, it's as simple as like some people think date night has to be this like crazy thing. Mm-hmm. It can literally be sending your kids to the neighbor's house. That's like cool. I watch your kids for two hours. Yeah. So y'all can like have sex. You can just take a nap. You can take a nap. You. It doesn't have to be like this. Like we have to go out and spend a lot of money. Date night is. That's not what date night is. Even you know, it's yeah. like. If you have two kids and they have best friends and you're really good friends with their parents and it's like, yo, let's do a little a barter. Yeah. Can you watch the kids this like this weekend or these this night and a half? And then next weekend I got y'all. Yeah. Even if you don't want to go on a date night, if you just want to clean your house or whatever, you got chores, I'll watch. Cause it I think that's the other thing is bringing in friends to be like, yo, y'all probably need this too. People who are your real friends. And it'll help. But um so the reason why I don't think that there is a, a specific, like, they're so quiet, um, <laughs> that you need a date night, like, once a week is because I think if you're, like, not all the time, but I think, like, if you're, like, only on Wednesdays we go on date night, it becomes, like, it becomes, like, work. It's like, yeah. well, we have to go on date night tonight. But yeah. what if... Scheduling, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I don't, you know, it could be Monday and Tuesday. It could be like, yo, I'm off work early tonight. The kids ain't, the kids are here. What you want to do? You want to eat a smash burger? Or you want to go home and, you know, <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> well, you answered my question because I was going to ask you, like, how you would get creative if you don't have the means to do date night or... Like no support system. Man, sometimes I'd be upstairs. The kids go to bed. I'd be upstairs. I'd be sending dirty text messages. Like, <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm serious. Like I'd be sending a little raggedy, you know, scantily clad looking photos to him because I'm he he's downstairs probably like, you know, either watching TV or finishing the chores. And I'm like, well, I'm in the shower. Or I'm already I'm in I'm in a room that don't even belong that we don't even go into you know I mean change the scene <laughs> but I mean like that's what I'm saying like I you know it's it's just about like being acknowledging it and I think what happens is a lot of people and we talk about this in our relationship vibration course but I think intimacy connection just conversation 
um, I think when thing when stress starts to happen and things starts to pile up and you hold stuff in, which you, you just start to create this silent wedge mm-hmm. between you and your spouse. And then the more that you don't talk, the more things pile on and the more things pile on, more things that don't fucking even matter, like you didn't put the toilet seat down, becomes like a big thing. So then you have this big, great big wedge between you and then people are like, I want a divorce. You know? And it's really because you didn't talk about the first thing. Yeah. Right. You know? So if you don't talk about the first thing, now you got like 60... Five things to talk about And you have to like Dissect each one of them To get to the first thing Because usually the first thing Which is the biggest thing Is the hardest to talk about Or it's so deep in there That you forgot it even happened Note to self (laughs) Note to to self self. (laughs) Who keeps Is it you that keeps stuff in That you find it hard to Like difficult to talk about Uh, I'm definitely more uh, I wouldn't say introspective, but I do a lot of conversa- I do a lot of conversations in my head. Oh, I lot. have them all the time. I just don't say it. I yes. think that's the thing with him, and I don't. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's. I don't. I think he just has conversations with himself that he should be having with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily like. I don't think he holds stuff in to hold it back. Yes. I think he talks about it with himself so long that. By the time it gets to me, it's already been... It's too late. And yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think, and, and that comes from growing... Uh, I always, you know, I feel like a cliche when I say this. Uh, growing up gay and not having anyone to talk to you and always wondering why people were treating me differently or, or teasing me or whatever. And so I didn't feel like I had any... I didn't have a ride or die. And so the only person who can handle everything was me. And so I'm just the only one that's going to be talking to me. And so try to, so then I'm like, okay, what's, it's in my brain. Let's how, how can we figure this out? And that has, that is to the day. And there's a funny story that we always tell. Sean asked me to go in and get coffee for him one day at a Seven Eleven in California. And it took 30 minutes later. I, I had come out and I was like, which one did you want? Cause I had, cause I knew so much about him and his love for coffee that I was spinning it in my brain so much because I wanted to bring him the best cup of coffee that he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And he was just asking for a black cup of coffee. So it's an example of what goes on in my brain to try and figure things out when I should have just been like, well, what did you want in your coffee? And when we come back, we're going to get more into our brains because I'm sure Nicole has more questions. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Sean T. And I'm Scott Blocker. And we're the Blockers, so we're about to keep it all the way real. You all know me as Sean T, the fitness motivator, but what you really don't know is how I am in a relationship. We've been married for six years, together for eight, and we have 
two kids, and it's really amazing. Via surrogacy that took us five years to have, and it was a super long trip, but we succeeded, and we are now in a place of twin sanity. We are here to share our struggles with you, but more importantly, how we overcame our struggles. So here's what you're gonna learn in this series. You're gonna learn how to make time for each other. You're gonna learn how to be parents. You're gonna learn how to work together, whether you are working in business together or just working together in the relationship. You're gonna learn how to be transparent in communication. You're gonna learn the importance of date night. You're gonna learn why you should have lots and lots and lots of sex. It's about to go down. Or up. Or up, hey. You're gonna also understand the meaning of being best friends with your spouse. You'll also learn how important it is to have no secrets in the relationship. Are you ready to transform your relationship? Because here's the thing, we're not perfect because perfection is temporary and change is constant, but through our struggles, we can definitely help you reach another level of who you are individually and who you are in your relationship. Time to dig deeper. If you and your spouse would like to take the Relationship Thrivation course, please go to relationshipthrivation.com and trust and believe listeners get $40 off when you use the code ST. That's relationshipthrivation.com. Use the coupon code STTHRIVE for $40 off. Offer is available until December 31st. All right, Nicole, we are back. I'm waiting for your next question. I feel like these are getting good. <laughs> I actually wanted to go back to when you said you travel a lot, like for work. Mm. What would your advice be to, I know a lot of working moms have that guilt, like mm, that I'm not yeah. at home and I don't see my kids enough. What would, I mean, I'm sure dads do too, but yeah. I know I feel it because mm. I'm working all day. Um, what would your advice be to get out of that headspace and deal with that situation? First, the first thing I say um, well, you know, you're a single mom, so it, this this will help you, but also have... We should be having cocktails. I know. I mean, get it out. <laughs> hey, Mackenzie, <laughs> do you make cocktails too? Oh, wait, she has twins in her arms. <laughs> She's like, you wait to just wait. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that I say is I'm providing for them. So if it, that's the first thing. Like When I get on an airplane, I say I'm providing for them and... I'm probably way more stressed about it than they are. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing I say. I'm providing, like, if I didn't do this, then I would be home miserable because I didn't have money, which would then filter out into them, and then they'd be super stressed. (laughs) So by me not, you know, busting my ass or hustling or whatever it is or or being that hardworking mom or parent, your kids would, you wouldn't have the house that you live in or the apartment or you wouldn't have that car that you, you know, maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck and you still feel bad and it's like, no, like this is what, you know, we had kids by choice, some people don't, but you're taking care of your responsibility. So that makes me feel better. Um, that's like the first thing and I'm just like, and then the, the, the sandwich part of that is when I come home, they're excited to see me. So it's always like I document those moments in my head, which is even when Silas came up and was like, sit on Papa's lap just now and wanted to like, like I'm, I stay there as long as I can, even though my legs were hurting because he's like 40 pounds. <laughs> but and then Sandra wants to come up too, but I stay there because I'm just like, I know when I get on the plane next Thursday, I'm going to be like, fuck, like I'm going away for five, for four and a half days or whatever. But I know that when I was home, you know. I was focused in on them and like giving them the attention. And I think that if you're, when you come home, if you are with them, you do their homework, 
and make your connection with your kids beyond the necessities. Make it beyond that time, homework time necessarily. Like, do something with them twice or three times a week that's different. Hey, let's play a game. You know, let's let's go for a walk. No iPads. Let's just, like, hang out. And I think that, like, parents forget that kids are so smart. Like, these kids, they're only two. They're so smart. Your, your kid, Amari, is so smart. I'm sure Layla is, too. They store these special moments. Mm-hmm. So I was like four or f- maybe maybe five and a half. And my grandfather, that's when he started taking me on his hikes, when he would go on a hike on Saturday and I had to find a stick and we would go on a hike. To this very day, that is like the most impactful like feeling where I felt close to him. You know, it wasn't the church, it wasn't that, but it was just like, I would go on a hike with him and I was so young and it was just that quality time that, you know, so I think that's it. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. One of the the things that I think that you're really good at, Bivals, is before we go on a trip, you, whether we're taking the boys or not, he'll say, you know, Papa and Dad are leaving on a trip tomorrow. We're going to fly to New York and we're going to go and do this event. And he explains to him, you know, this is what we're going to do and this is why I love it and this is why, you know, we're doing it and we're helping other people. And then we get to come back and we'll be with you. But you're, the good thing is, is while we're away, you're with Mackenzie and Des and you're with Grandma and Grandpa and uh, they they love you. And so he has conversations with them and like normal just, conversations treat them like kids he is giving them information and they look at him and they listen and they may walk off and whatever but they they at least have a subconscious understanding that they're away or we're going away on a flight and this is you know what to expect um the other thing i was going to say is is i think for me the reason why there's guilt is because as much as i love when i go on a trip the pain is I'm, the minute I feel the pain is when I'm le- when I'm in the car and I'm like oh I just left my boy you know our boys, yeah. but I think the reason why I feel bad is because I actually really love what I do and I feel like it's um, because it's a joy of what I'm doing I feel like I shouldn't be joyful because I'm leaving the kids right or I should have a certain expectation or a pain or a feeling that I'm not having because I love spending time with my husband and we work together and we get to go on trips and do things and inspiring other people. So for me, the struggle is I can't, there are times when I can't wait to go on the trip, but the minimum I'm on the trip, I'm like, Oh, like I want to be with the boys. But it also goes back to another, sorry, cliche where you are, you are establishing for your kids. You are showing them, commitment to something you're showing them responsibility you're showing them you know that you show up to your job you you work you make money you bring stuff home you're able to have support your family and then uh you know those are all great characteristics and and traits that you're showing kids at an impressionable age but it's also um uh that when we come home at five o'clock or five fifteen you know we from five until seven, we're not on our phones. We try and stay off our phones, and we focus solely on. I Instagram story them though, right? I, it's about them. Well, that's <laughs> but the yeah. thing is, is is so okay. We may not be with them from eight to five, but from five until seven, or to the time they go to bed, we are 
like focused on them. And that's something I learned from Lauren Bell and from Fila. She was like, you know, I'm struggling because we have, I said, I'm struggling because we have kids. And she said, you know, go and do your work because that's what inspires you and allows you to be the person who you are. But when five o'clock rolls around and you come home and you spend quality time with your kids because, and no phones and people should know that you can establish those boundaries with other people uh, that, Hey, this is the time I'm going to be spending with my kids. I'm offline. I also think that during the day, I have two things. We don't, as adults, we don't utilize like the phone and social media. I would say not necessarily social media, but the phones in a way that we do with adults. Like a lot of times when I go away, like I'll send a, a FaceTime. I mean, not a FaceTime, but I'll send a video to Mackenzie or Dad's and be like, "Can you show this to the boys?" And I'm like, "Hey guys, like this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. We're going to bed." Like you Thank know. You. And it's okay to do that at lunchtime. Like, can you imagine if your kid is home or if even like Amari has school, he has a phone in school, he probably can't take it out in yeah. school. But at some point, when he can he take it out? When he gets his book bag at the end of school? He gets his phone when he gets home. Oh, when he gets home. Yeah. So imagine if every day he came home, you're like, hey, I know I'm at work, I'll be home, but I just want, I hope you had a good day and whatever. It's just like, while to the kid, they might be like, okay. Oh, mom. But I'm telling you, when they're dating that girl or that guy, in their 20s or their 30s thinking like you know what my mom used to do when I got home from school every day like it, it, don't, it won't mean that much to them now but it'll be embedded in their brain for when they're older and, and then the other thing I'll say is <laughs> do you want pancakes? pancakes where'd the pancake go? I don't know buddy you want to come up here with me? okay I got you. Um, the other thing is, like, we get our kids excited about Christmas, right? We get our kids excited about Christmas. They know the holiday is coming up. They're all excited. But we don't do that about, like, when Scott was saying, you know, I'm really good at telling them we're going away. Mm-hmm. You know, I do the same thing that I do about Christmas or their birthday. I'm like, hey, we're going away in a couple days. Like, this is what we're doing. And just like with, with Silas... You know, he wants to use his phone, my phone, early in the morning when we wake up. And I'm like, um, you can use your phone after, we, you know, we read a book. And so now, he's, I say, he says, can we use your phone? I say, after. And he says, after we read a book. Right? And I, I, just to reiterate what he was saying about sending the video, it may not impact them now. I go back to the story that he said, you know, my dad traveled a lot and I was... I'd say I was resentful that he was traveling so much, but now that I'm older, I understand why he was doing it, and it was because he was loving us and our family and supportive of that. And just as he was telling that story, I was thinking to myself, one of the things that I love to do every single day is wave to him as he was driving away, So the, and he would wave to me, and it was like, okay, Dad's going, but I get to at least you know wave goodbye. And that, I remember that. And so... The little things, like Sean said, may make a world of impression. And I appreciate the fact that my my dad now was doing something that he loved and changing people's lives. And now I get to do the same thing. So his because he did what he did, it it was instilled in me. So subconsciously, you may not you may still feel the guilt. But if you're doing things that you love, it'll inspire your kids. So what's been the one moment, I don't know if you have one moment, but like what's been the best feeling as a dad so far? 
Is there like one moment that sticks out in your head or one thing that they do that really makes you feel like, ah. When when we walk in the door and they say, Dada Papa, or when we go into the to the room when we wake up, Dada Papa, and they run to you or just the and they give you so the boys can hug now you know like they'll and they'll they give us kisses Mm -hmm. and uh, they're like you know just the 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 running the open arms that's priceless best yeah 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 it's it's just so it's hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think that yeah, that's it. I think it's any time they express their love to you mm-hmm. for you is like is like and they're they're really loving. Like they you know, they do it to us, they do it to your grandparents, they do it to the babysitters. I think, right? They well, show look you at love. So, so like right <laughs> I'm now like, they also torture them, but <laughs> right now, Sander is sitting on Mackenzie's lap with his okay, hands behind his head, head watching a video and he's cuddling. Like that is an amazing moment. Right now, Silas is sitting on Sean's lap with in an iPad, but while he may have the iPad in front of him. But he, you didn't see, but he just looked up he looked up at me and gave me a kiss. He's right. Like, oh. So he runs over yeah. and he wants to sit in Papa's lap. Like that is a priceless, undescribable moment that is worth every trial, tribulation, anything we've ever done to get. Yeah, the cheers. Go for it. So bite it loud. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Do you think there'll ever be a moment that they'll be jealous of each other? Or like, so with me, Amari's nine and Layla's three. And I spend so much time with Amari because he's got soccer, so I'm driving him there and stuff like that. But he still has moments where he's like, I need mom time. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be for that? I think it goes back to what I said before. Like, by you sending him a message during the day, mm-hmm. and then one night, I think that when he doesn't have soccer, I know he has soccer Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, on Monday night, why don't you say, Mom and Dad, like, I'm going to just go... Like take him out to dinner or to his like, or when you're driving home from soccer, go to Dairy Queen or do so, you know, just something. What does he love to do that you have a moment of five minutes to, of, you know, sharing or a just blizzard do, in the car? I'd say like go take him, be like, hey, let's go to the mall tonight. Yeah. Let's go, let's go get some food, you know, because I think it's just it's those little teeny things that, and I think that like you know how you say you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I think that it would make you feel good to be like, oh, like we're actually out of the house, like. We don't have to spend a lot of money. We, you know, we spend twenty dollars. We go get a little bite to eat, and like we walk around and we hang out, and it's just like 
I also think that even though he gets straight A's, I also think it helps children in school or, you know, kids that, you know, some people say they, uh, some people will tell me that their kids have ADD or whatever. I think that it's though, like, because people, I, I've had people write me and say their kids are ADD or, and they would work out with them. They would come and they, and they say that they're, their ADD in school has gotten better. And I really, and they say, they think it's the working out, but I think they're getting attention from their parents. Mm -hmm. Like not that their parents weren't giving attention, but maybe they needed that like connection. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, I don't know because we spend equal amount of time with each of them, we treat them exactly the same. You know, and I, I don't know if they get jealous. They're too young now, but they've never been jealous of each other yet. When one gets time out, the other one's going in there like, brother, are you okay? <laughs> like, and I don't stop them. I don't stop them from going to check on their brother. Because I think that's where it becomes like that person that's in timeout could feel slighted, like the entire family's against me, you know? And I'm like, okay, if si Sanders in timeout, I remember Sanders was in timeout the first time I put him in timeout and, si and Silas walked over there, handed him something, probably that he wasn't supposed to have, and then gave him a kiss. He was like, oh, brother, and gave him a kiss. And I'm like, I'm gonna stay away from that, like, because they have to stay connected, you know? Mm -hmm. So. So we all know it took five years for you guys to get these babies. If you decided to do it again, would you do it as long as you did for this? Like, or keep working at it? We will find out the answer to that on the next episode of Trust and Believe. So stay tuned. This is the time where a lot of you are starting to think about New Year's resolutions and the things that you can change in your life. I just want you to start to think about how you are going to prepare to make those changes. Think about the things that you've already done to get yourself to the point where you actually want to make a change. Most people think that when they have to make a change, everything that they've done in the past is a really bad thing. Everything that you've done in the past is just the precursor and whether it's good or bad, it's something that needed to be done in order to get you to the place where you want to be 2020 is going to be amazing because you are going to make it amazing so over the next week my homework for you is just to write down something every single day that you can do to continue to prepare to live your best life even beyond day one of 2020 go in your past in 2019 and say what are the things that i loved what are the things that i didn't love what did i learn about those things and what can i do moving forward to make changes in life needs change and the changes that you are going to make are from those good and bad choices that you made in the past so don't be down on yourself don't push yourself into a hole and think you got to climb out this crazy hole just do the best that you can do and be very present when you do it and i promise 2020 will be amazing and you will succeed